Hello, good evening. Thank you for listening to Be Happy, Healthy and Wealthy podcast. This evening, I'm going to be talking about balancing your blood glucose. So thanks for listening and subscribing. And uh, I would like to put a disclaimer. Whatever you learn, please check with your doctors. Uh, some of the hacks I'm going to be talking about, it's going to be very useful. Now, why are covering this topic about balancing uh, the blood glucose or sugar? It's because people have been asking me, Doctor, what is good about Zoe or Libra? Because there are these machines out there. Non-diabetics are buying them to monitor the blood sugar, including Stephen Bartlett, you know. So they're asking me, how good is it? Then I started to explain a bit more about some of these health hacks. So hence, let me start. Does it matter how much is your blood glucose? Now I can tell you my HbA1c is actually 31, which is great. Now what is a normal blood glucose? So I would suggest that having optimal blood glucose would be around 85 milligrams per deciliter. That would be optimum. So which means it's for peak performance. This will be at fasting. In UK, this number, so 85 milligrams per deciliter would be for US or other countries that use this system. But in UK, it will be equivalent to 8.5. Sorry, uh, 85 would be equivalent to um, 4.7 millimole per litre, which is a UK system. That would be your fasting, optimal fasting blood glucose. So for normal glucose range in US, it would be between around 70 to 140 milligrams per deciliter. So less than 70 will be hypoglycemia, which hypos means too low sugar. Hyperglycemia will be above 140 milligram per deciliter. 140 milligrams per deciliter will be equivalent to 8.5 millimole per deciliter. So obviously this is talking about being di uh, just just the normal range. Okay, being diabetic would be in UK um, when it's above uh, seven for fasting millimole per liter or 11.1 if it's uh, post meal. That one would be definitely diabetic. Okay. So if you want to perform best, you want a really good sugar level, which means not too low, not too high. So just to highlight this, your blood glucose is actually controlled by a hormone called insulin, which is secreted by the pancreas. And it's very important because the body is very strict with the glucose control. The reason why is uh, glucose is such an important ingredient for our body is the monosaccharides that the body uses as energy. So insulin is like a key. It helps the transport of the glucose molecule into the cell so that it being utilized in the powerhouse for energy. If the system's not working properly, then we will have lots of problems like spiking, then crashing. Spiking too high cause problems and crashing too low cause problems too. And the more you get crash or the more you get spikes and then crash, it will also cause a lot of um, energy balance issues. 
Okay, we call it roller coasters. So let's talk a bit more about why it has to be a sweet spot. Okay, because if you have too high sugar hyperglycemia, the problem is the high sugar level actually damages the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse in the cells. And when the mitochondria is damaged, then you're going to have problems in utilizing energy or even forming energy or ATP so that your cells, your muscles can work. And when the mitochondria is damaged, then you're going to feel tired all the time and you have uh, difficulties in getting energy. So hence people always say, oh, I feel really tired. Now the excessive glucose spikes is also not good because it's like sugarizing and glycating all the proteins and molecules in the body. And that's considered as mark. And mark cells are considered as damage. Now, that's why high sugar level or spikes actually cause long-term issues like uh, complication like atherosclerosis, which is the arteries getting, um, getting clogged up or getting hardened. Coronary artery diseases like your anginal diseases, your heart attacks, myocardial infarction, strokes, visual deterioration, cataracts, nerve pain, erectile dysfunction, blindness, peripheral vascular disease means poor circulation to the to the legs, loss of sensation. We call it peripheral neuropathy where the nerves get damaged, muscle pain, weakness, arthritis inflammation all over the body, kidney damage, failure, or even impaired digestions. So a lot of this is due to the spikes of blood glucose. Not just that, when the blood glucose are high, where there's also insulin resistance, it's linked to skin diseases like your acne, your hormone issues like polycystic ovaries, wrinkles, hormones disorder, um, fertility issues, inflammatory issues or inflammation, arthritis, dementia, brain inflammation, Alzheimer's, or even cancer. And not just that, high sugar level also cause problem because insulin is considered as a marker, like a signaling messenger to say that the body is fat or full. And when that happens, the tick boxes get click. And the body then stop breaking down fat cells, okay? That means lipolysis. Lipo means fat. Lysis means uh, breaking down. So this process of lipolysis will stop if the insulin is coming out or high. So which means you are in a fat storage mode. So you're just forming fat all the time. Hence, if your insulin is high all the time, you put fat around your neck, in your tummy, midsection, tummy fat, uh, organs, we call it visceral fat. That's why fatty liver is such a big issue. So hence, it's a weight gain problem. So decreasing insulin is important for weight loss. So having too low sugar is also not good, which means too low sugar, you're going to get tired all the time, brain fog, fatigue, headaches, sweaty, palpitation, uh, sometimes to the point of going to coma, confusion, 
And in some patients who's gone into hypos due to insulin usage or some of the drugs like the hypoglycemic drugs like glycosides, then the sugar can dump so low to the point that they go into hypos, coma, decreased consciousness, and sometimes even death, which has happened to one of my friends before. Obviously, when it goes into the coma state, some of them also can get seizures or fits, which is, again, a bad thing. So it's important to have a steady state or just a just the right Goldilocks level, just right or sweet spot. How do you balance out the blood glucose? There are some tips here. So some of these tips are from uh, the book, The Glucose Goddess. Okay, so balancing out, it's very important. So some of the lifestyle choices are like from your nutrition, your exercise, sleep, stress management, they're all important. Now, some of these tips from the glucose goddess methods, they've mentioned about a formula for uh, what is the smart breakfast. Now, the thing is, I, I don't really eat breakfast because, you know, I've got a very good circadian rhythm and I understand what it means. So with a good circadian rhythm, I my stress hormone comes out in the morning in a way preparing me for um, a brand new day, daytime where I'll be needing a good glucose level for me to conquer the day. So when the cortisol level is highest uh, on the, um, the first daytime, daylight we call it, then with the circadian rhythm, my cortisol will create and form lots of glucose. And hence, I'm prepared and I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, ready to, you know, fight the day. I've got enough energy, so I don't really go hungry and I don't really eat breakfast. But some people just can't do it. They have to have breakfast, which is, um, you know, then you have to choose the right breakfast for yourself. So things like, for example, savory breakfast is better or more beneficial to start the day than those simple, highly processed carbohydrates, like, for example, bread or, you know, sugary cereals or pastries, which are no good. So you want to have a, a, a low glycemic index uh, carbohydrates or high fiber, fiber carbohydrates, such as bran, cereal, oatmeal, beans. So they are a lot better because research have found that those people who eat high fiber breakfast, they have a lower blood glucose levels. And it also helps to decrease the blood glucose spikes and also the insulin levels. So some of the tricks that the formula that they mentioned is like, for example, proteins. Uh, example would be Greek yogurt, tofu, eggs, uh, protein powder, nuts, meat. Fats such as nut butters, flaxseed, chia seeds, avocado, almond or olive oil. Optional starch would be such as oats or whole grains. Optional fruits would be any whole fruits, especially berries. Then you can also try taking sips of vinegar before meals or during meals. So again, one of the tips from the glucose goddess is to take a take sip uh, of a tablespoon of vinegar diluted in water before each meal, especially if you've got starchy dishes. 
And it's because the the research found out that acetic acids actually cause a lower release of glucose in the blood. And it's also got a positive effect on muscle glycogen. So you have less glucose spikes and it actually reduces um, um, the insulin release after a meal by about 20%. So what you could do, dilute one tea tablespoon of vinegar in a glass of water and drink it with a straw within 20 minutes of a meal. You can use things like apple cider vinegar, wine vinegar, or rice vinegar into salad dressings, tea, or sparkling water. So these are the options. Also, the sequence of how you eat the food is also very important. So they're recommending what we call a meal sequencing, where you eat food like low caloric density, such as vegetable first, such as soup, salad, then followed by protein, then carbohydrates. These reduce the glycemic and insulin responses after meal. So it's important to do that. One of the other option is having a little bit of exercise after you have eaten. It will reduce the glucose spikes. Because when you exercise, the muscle use up some of those glucose, it will remove it from the blood circulation, which will be good for our body. So even just 15 minutes, so research have found out just 15 minutes after dining has a good way of reducing the spikes. And it's been found uh, in diabetes care, diabetic patient having just 15 minutes on the treadmill or even just simple walks has helped to reduce the blood glucose spikes. This is more effective than actually a long uh, exercise like uh, a 40 minutes walk, which is again, some people do not have that time. So simple movement will help. Like for example, uh, a bit of squats, calf raises, or look after, run after the kids or tidying the house. The next tips would be taking some supplements like psyllium husk. Psyllium spells as P-S-Y, L-L-I-U-M. So in UK, this soluble fiber can be found in fiber gel. Okay, in US, it will be laxatives such as metamucil. So this is like just taking five to 10 milligrams of psyllium husk actually reduce the post-meal glucose or insulin spikes, which is going to be helpful. And it also helps to um, reduce the hunger and also the calorie intake. Another tips will be to load up on the legumes or the beans. So this is also something very special because it has something we call second meal effect. So let's say if somebody eaten a, a meal that's loaded with beans or legumes in their in their meals, it actually helps to lower not just the blood glucose on during that particular meal, but also it will help to reduce the blood glucose spikes for the next meal on that day or even the next morning. So legumes would be like chickpeas, green peas, lentils, soya beans, um, black beans, mung beans, navy beans, kidney beans, things like unprocessed whole grains like oats, barley, quinoa, farro, amaranth, and brown rice. Okay. So the next one would be what I've been trying to talk about, tracking your glucose. 
knowing what happened to your blood glucose after you've eaten a meal, a particular food. So people now talking about Zoe or Libra and some of this uh, blood glucose monitor, which uh, you can continuously monitor using an app with that um, device on your body. And that will tell us how much spikes you're getting from the different machine. This is what we call continuous glucose monitoring. And this has been used in type 1 diabetes for a long time, especially those who are on insulin pumps. So hence, using this biofeedback uh, has got um, a very good tool for people to monitor their blood glucose. And it's one of the ways to improve health and longevity and anti-aging. Because as you know, the higher the spikes of sugar, the quicker we get damage from oxidative stress. And also those sugar spikes destroys uh, and damage our mitochondria, which is very important in our body. And hence is one of the important tasks as part of anti-aging. If you have any questions you would like to ask, just send a, a message to my email info at dririnchin.co.uk and I'll be happy to talk about some of these questions. Thank you for listening.